Hello there, my name is Jackson Perry, otherwise known as The Reaper. Today, I'm going to be reviewing From Hell by Alan Moore and Eddie Campbell. I got a very interesting review for you today. Uh, of course, we're recording now at Syncback and putting it onto the View It app. Uh, I don't know if you're listening on the View It app right now, but if you aren't, you need to download it and see the uh, original cuts and uh, watch all of our great content. Uh, with, with that said, with that said, we can go ahead and get in to this. Oh boy. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the worst content review you will ever see. Okay. I'm going to be reviewing From Hell by Alan Moore, Eddie Campbell. I already said their names, but I want to enunciate Alan Moore. He is, he is a masterful, masterful comic producer. Uh, I think recently... I re I'm reading his uh, Absolute Swamp Thing. Uh, he's one of my favorite artists, not artists, uh, comic, graphic novelists. And uh, I thought it's a safe bet when you, uh, when you hear a lot about a certain uh, comic book that's, uh, it's always a safe bet when it's Alan Moore making it. But, uh, I purchased the final remaining Master Edition copy. I'm also a, a best or nothing kind of guy. So for me, I always like if if I'm buying it on Amazon, I'm always like, is there a hardcover? Is there a library edition? Is there a deluxe edition? I love getting those types of, uh, of quality books. They're just, they look great on the shelf right that's and i'm i'm a big guy when it comes to placing stuff on my shelf uh i'm currently trying to fill it up because there's just a bunch of random stuff there before from hell there there's a rumor going around on the internet that uh this here graphic novel made the famous comic author neil gaiman vomit i wanted this to be true so bad you have no idea uh, when I was like six or five, my my mom read me the graveyard book, and that was by him, and it was it was great. So uh, Neil Gaiman's amazing, and it's surprising that something like this could make him vomit. I even read through his entire online journal. Unfortunately, I couldn't find any such recording saying that he threw up, but I needed to know because I love Gaiman's work in the scary community. Alright, time to get down to From Hell. Now you might be a little bit uh, clever and you're gonna be saying to me, why why do you have this bookmark in here? And no, I didn't just take that out to be dramatic. I literally couldn't finish this. Now I know what you're saying. You can't review something you can't you haven't finished and that's why this is the worst content review you're ever going to see. I was 
I could not force myself to finish this pile of garbage. The book itself looks, at the very least, presentable. It's a good size, you know, it's, uh, it looks really professional and clean. Well, I didn't look professional there. It looks professional and clean, really nice. Uh, it's, of course, like I said, it's the uh, Master Edition. And uh, that is, it was probably 60 bucks. Last one they were currently selling. Uh, like I said, I always look for the hardcover upgrades. I uh, The dimensions of this novel weirded me out at first, but I quickly got over it. it I just assumed it would be taller because it's rather thick and wide, but then it's not very tall. So uh, that just weirded me out at first. I kind of I kind of like it, to be honest with you. It, it It's nice. Uh, it definitely presents itself as an Alan Moore type quality book. So the art style at a glance in uh, From Hell is it's very retro. Uh, simple and not high definition. As a majority of other comics made around this time were, uh, this takes a much more older, older uh, appearance. I wouldn't say it's ugly, uh, but in the black and white version, I I tried uh, one of the pages online, and uh, I thought it was so bad I I just couldn't read it. Luckily, I I found the master edition, which adds color. See, this is this was originally just black and white, and I and I waited so long to buy. A copy of From Hell that they had a master edition out so whatever it uh essentially it's not like full color now it's not like rainbows and stuff but there's there's like green shading brown red uh, it, it looks more like pictures to be totally fair with you it doesn't it's not super vibrant like uh, cartoony comic books Upon opening the novel, you'll be greeted by a unique paneling of characters. And I love this right here. I, I th honestly thought this was so, so cool. It looks super nice. And these characters are all in the, are in the comic. It is, uh, it, this, I, it's kind of like making it a little bit more luxury. Uh, and it made me enjoy buying the book and not feeling as guilty about it, not finishing it. But, uh, like I said, I, uh, I like to put things on my goddamn shelf. Okay. Don't judge me. <laughs> um, anywho, I enjoy buying a nice book that spends time sprucing up their copies. Okay. Onto the pages. Now, another pet peeve I have about graphic novels is the thickness of their pages. And uh, the pages are rather thin. I, I like, I like, like, I wouldn't say I want, like, Hellboy kind of thick pages where they're, like, as thick as possible. 
but they like they're super firm and that's super nice. I don't really like that because it just felt awkward reading it. Uh, I kind of want it to still feel like a book. But yeah, so opening this somewhat thin, it's not horrible. I, uh, the dimensions itself, I think, are the culprit. I, I mentioned those earlier. So I think the novel might have too many pages for its size. Regardless, it's not seriously hindered. Uh, I'll just it'll just be easier to rip uh, pages, uh, a nick, uh, or you know nick one of them. It's another nitpick. I have a lot of nitpicks, and I'm I'm trying to speak very very respectably, respectfully about this because I know a lot of people love it. So if I if I seem like I'm not ripping into it. When I get mad, you know I'm mad. No, I'm just disappointing. I'm just disappointed, really. It's uh, within the uh, the dialogue is very stylized. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, it looks like someone is writing with a pen. It actually looks nice with the pencil-esque drawings. It feels simple yet rather elegant it's it's a uh, it looks good there's a lot of style choices within here that are i think are positive super positive um part of the reason why i'm not i'm not really freaking out about the quality because like someone you know when i eventually have uh, someone in my room the uh they'll be like oh that's pretty sweet and then I'll be like, no, it's not. It's horrible, but it, it looks nice. <laughs> ah. uh, it's got to be noted, though, that this depiction and the dialogue and the place that it takes place in, place that it takes place in, are, uh, are all lingo. And I'll explain what I mean by that. Some of the dialogue is somewhat to completely un it's completely super difficult to understand uh i'm lost <laughs> most of the time when a character is speaking and it what they say somewhat makes sense but it's almost like gibberish um well i may think of an example if you if you've read crossed uh there's so many so many uh storylines but a uh, hundred years later, uh, crossed plus one hundred. Um, I had to try reading three times because, uh, for some reason, they decided to completely change how people talked. Even though it only it only took like a hundred years to get there, I just find it hilarious that, <laughs> like, they would change. Like, I'm looking over there to seeing but I am something like that totally stupid and I eventually I, I looked it up on reddit and I was like oh that's what that word means because they don't like explain it to you they just like throw you into like a different language with that that uses different English words if that made any sense I applaud you because I was talking gibberish too maybe that maybe I was just testing you whatever who cares It doesn't also, to continue, it doesn't help that I'm American and this is 1880 London speak. It doesn't destroy the experience, but it 
that you should realize that coming into this, this is not Americanized at all whatsoever. Like Garth Ennis, he, he's a master of, of adapting to the English language. Uh, this guy, whoever wrote <laughs> this is not. Yeah, hopefully Alan Moore's, it was Alan Moore's story and someone else wrote the dialogue. I've also never seen a graphic novel use first-person perspective. Multiple times when reading, the depiction will start from the eyes of the character. It feels so wrong. <laughs> Not to say the decision is bad itself. It's just odd. It's weird. It's, it's really weird. It's like a video game. Also, this comic has no idea how to, <laughs> how to use... Uh, a flow of time. I swear to God, constantly the scenes are changing after a single page. Once again, reminding me of a video game or a movie. One moment you're with someone hallucinating during a, during a stroke. The next moment, the same person is talking with the royal family. And it's, it's honestly, it honestly gave me whiplash, to be totally fair with you. Uh, it hurt. <laughs> like it, it, it shakes all around. You're, you're just trying to keep up. On to story and characters. I don't know much about Jack the Ripper, other than he was a serial killer that targeted women. Okay, this is about Jack the Ripper. Uh, this man is the focal point of From Hell, of course. It takes time around 1888. And uh, that's when the serial killer was active. But it starts quickly and briefly in 1884. Before that, you met two random old guys and retired men reminiscing. Immediately, you'll realize the dialogue is clever, but also not really there in the head. Because it's like... The characters talk consistently like they're telling an inside joke. <laughs> They'll say, like, here, let me f let me just find one for you. Okay, this is a hands-on kind of thing. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. I'm trying to find something that really, really sucks. Oh. <laughs> So, they find a drunk, passed out person on the beach. He's he's saying, "Hug, d -d -d death, see death, five, ha ha ha, five years." He convulses, and then he stops moving, and he goes there. And uh, apparently, he was pretending, pretending to have a seizure, uh, just just cause, I guess. And then he proceeds to say, I'd sometimes pee in my trousers as well. Only during childhood, naturally. I'd purged my repertoire of that device long before I was 19 and introduced to Her Majesty. Like, what in the hell is this guy smoking? Okay, what the hell does that mean? Why are you pretending to have a seizure? Who are you? Why are you on a beach? Okay, like, what's... What in the hell is going on here? Uh, 
Now, the, while I did say the dialogue can be gibberish and good, it it's almost consistently comedic. Everything is like a, a joke at the same time. Um, not far after starting this, you'll be reminded that this is an adult book. It goes from slow and establishing, and then boom, graphic sex scene. And it just happens nearly out of nowhere. A fair warning that this really isn't for everyone. 20 pages in, uh, the story has lost years and then gained weeks and then months. It's not a straight line at all. It reminds me that almost everything is backstory here, uh, which I hate. <laughs> it's all over the place, and I'm still not sure if it's it's good or bad. At that point, I wasn't, at least. By chapter two, I, uh, I find myself anxiously waiting. Nothing of substance, substance has happened at all. The scenes are a jumbled mess. Most of the dialogue is speculative and deep with meaning. I'm confused what is currently transpiring. From Hell gives just enough to keep me reading. I hope this story clears up. Okay, I, uh, I should have said that was a quote. So I was thinking of a thousand different items to say about this, and I, I decided just to write some quotes down. I quote myself, okay. Another quote. This reminds me of a movie. The dialogue scenes seem larger than the book itself. I think maybe that's why it flows so weirdly in attempting to be cinematic over substantive. Those are two quotes. Off the bat, the reader starts learning about this Dr. Goal, a physician who is very skilled. Also, he seems to have some odd hobbies. You know, regular stuff, animal dissection, organ stealing, and weird references. He saves a member of the royal family, and this all happens in like a page. And then, boom, he rises to like super powerful rank in London. Uh, the Pacing, pacing, pacing. Alan Moore, figure it out. Garthi I think around this time, Garthinus didn't even know how to pace. I mean, I read Hellblazer. And the pacing in that was horrible. I think they 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 were just learning. I I don't know when this was this came out. Uh, the last page has a sex scene on it. I just just realized. Uh, it's not gonna tell me how old it is. I think it's it's decently old. Uh. So by chapter three, the first person viewing finally allows you to meet the main character. Another realization comes about that uh, it's almost always from seeing things by a character's viewpoint. And it's... Uh, it should be third person. It's not. It makes me want to stop reading. It made me want to stop reading. And then here's another quote. Uh, I think this is my favorite quote. Oh my god, when will this sequence end? And it's literally two guys w talking and talking about random historic moments while speculating their meaning. It, it, <laughs> it's so goddamn boring, it makes me want to stop and burn this thing. I am a violent person. Uh, anyway, execution and horror. 
this is marketed as a horror 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 whatever comic graphic novel same thing to me really um while the start is a lot to chew on the tension brewed after reading is i mean it's obvious the scary spooky bits are slowly brought into the light um, the world building is overwhelming at first, but you'll settle into it. Uh, it's really just how the comic wishes to present itself. I get about a quarter of the way in of this to this uh, particular graphic novel, and I realize I'm in pain from reading this. At least 20 minutes of reading are entirely... Um, two characters talking about nothing of importance. They're just taking a horse carriage around the goddamn London and they're talking about stuff. And there's like a hint that one of the guys, Dr. Gold, is going to like do something to to him. But like, not really. He's He just keeps asking him about monuments and the guy goes, I've never seen this one. What about this one? What do you think it means? What? Do you, what why is it here? And the guy's like, I, I have no idea. It's the most painful back and forth I've ever, I've ever read. This is, uh, this isn't horror. This isn't spooky scary. This isn't suspenseful. This is nonsense. This graphic novel is rated very high on, li on graphic, uh, graphic novel horror. I can't, I don't know why I can't say that word. Spooky list. Um, you'll see this mentioned everywhere. Don't be fooled. Like, they made a mistake. In conclusion, of uh, the worst content review you'll ever see. I spent an hour on From Hell. It's honestly garbage. I was confused 90% of the time. The story doesn't flow correctly. It's painfully slow and confusing. The lingo and dialogue almost don't, never makes sense. It's not worse than Redlands, but it is close. So, I think I'm going to make one or two on my rating scale mean uh, from hell. Or two. It'd probably be two. Um, anyway, absolutely do not waste your money on this. And I mean, if you unless you're a person like me, you're not because it's so old. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and leave that here for today. So thank you so much for watching Reapers POV, and uh, stay tuned for uh, more on this channel and on the View It app. <laughs>